0: Welcome back to the show. I'm B-Dougie, and we're about to learn the secret sauce. Catherine, thank you so much for making the drive up from Santa Clara to uh, chat with me about your origin story, secret sauce, readme.so, like all the stuff. Uh, But do you want to give us like a quick intro of like who you are and what you do?
1: Yeah. So I currently am a software engineer at GitHub. Nice. Nice. Yeah, so... I've heard of that. Yeah, have you? <laughs> yes. <laughs> I know, it's cool. It's nice to meet you in person, finally. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
0: likewise. I, it's funny, because we, we've chatted at least once on a Twitter space, but this is the first time in person. Despite us working at the same company, uh, never had an opportunity to meet. Yeah, So here we are. Yeah, yeah, software excited. engineer at GitHub, um, what specifically do you work on?
1: I work on GitHub sponsors. Nice. So that's our program to allow... Uh, users and companies to give back to open source maintainers.
0: Excellent. Yeah, it's a very, <laughs> it's an awesome product. I've been around since the, the beginning of it and like saw its inception and seeing the growth. And I think recently, what was the announcement? Was it India with the, the announcement?
1: Yes. We just yeah. launched in India and Brazil.
0: In Brazil. Yeah. yeah shout out to Brazil. Because I know we had, um, actually, I got one of the first pilots um, for the first maintainers in Brazil uh, to do GitHub sponsors. So Brazil is a great country. I've been there. Um, never been to India though. Have you been Me to neither.
1: either? I haven't. I okay. would love to.
0: Well, I mean, it's, it's in the cards. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I don't know. Like, um, there's an event where it was called GitHub Satellite, and that was like the remote GitHub universe. The like, GitHub universe is like the flagship um, event for GitHub. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, don't, well, I, don't, yes. I don't know, conference. I don't know. These words are hard today. But uh, satellite recently was India, but it was remote. Uh, so maybe in the future, if they do another satellite in person, maybe you can, like, say, hey, I, I built the thing for you.
1: Yeah, that'd be awesome.
0: Excellent. So I, I actually, some people might know your, your sort of origin story of how you got to GitHub. But I think it's interesting because it all started doing open source. Yes. And uh, I, before we get into, like, what you built to get noticed by GitHub, uh, I want to actually talk about how did you get into, like, writing code?
1: Yeah. So I uh, majored in college in industrial engineering, which was a pretty general engineering degree. I did like a few coding classes, so I kind of got a taste of it and kind of learned that I liked it, but not enough to like switch majors halfway through. So I went ahead and graduated in 2018. And then about a year later, I got an email about a coding bootcamp and just kind of was like, that looks interesting.
0: What was like a marketing email?
1: It was because Full Stack Academy is the program I did. They were they started a partnership with Cal Poly, which is where I went to college. So I guess like some Cal Poly mailing list got okay. sent out that was like coding boot camp. And so I just like signed up <laughs> kind of on a whim. I was like, let me see. This sounds interesting. I might like it.
0: Okay. So you apparently like you went through it, right? You completed it?
1: Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so so how long was it? It was a six month part-time online thing. So I was still working Full-time and then nights and weekends doing the coding boot camp for six months.
0: Okay. What was what was full-time work for you then?
1: I was like an NPI engineer, technically, a new product introduction at um, a startup that did food and beverage automation.
0: That sounds very important. I... It's
1: it, it wasn't. I was like just out of college and it was a pretty small company, like 20-something people. Yeah. So I just did, like, whatever needed to be done, pretty much.
0: Okay, so were you not actually engineering then?
1: I was, technically. Technically? <laughs> yeah. Like,
0: was it, like, in Java, JavaScript, or I wasn't, not that not okay, of that. Okay,
1: so not software, yeah. More on, like, the mechanical side.
0: Okay, real engineering. Yeah. Excellent. Exactly. Perfect. Yeah, so you, you went to the boot camp, and then after the boot camp, you were handed a job?
1: I mean... I know you're joking, but kind of.
0: Yeah, actually, so we had this conversation already. Yeah. So I kind of to know the answer. Okay, okay. Yeah.
1: Um, yeah, so that company that I was at, they found out that I was doing that boot camp through like I told one of my coworkers who told my boss. That's how it starts. Yeah, yeah. and they were like, oh, cool. We we have software here. Like, do you want to do it here? And I was like, yeah, sure. Um, so I did that and honestly had a really hard time because I came right out of boot camp into that role, and there was like one other person at the company who did software, so I didn't have a lot of like mentorship and support. So I kind of started looking around and then landed at a different startup where I really that was really my first real software role.
0: And hey, what was that? What was that startup?
1: That was a uh, startup that was building a mental health app, it was okay. really small, like five people.
0: Yeah, but did you have mentorship there?
1: Yeah, my. Um, my manager there was like a really experienced Rails developer actually. So I learned a ton from him. And that really helped me be prepared for GitHub.
0: Yeah, because GitHub's a Rails shop yes. and uh, they love Rails and be Rails in all day. Yes. So did you in the Bootcamp Full Stack Academy, was that Rails as well? It
1: wasn't. It was full stack JavaScript. So it was React and like Node.
0: Okay, that's it's interesting because like I so I went to a bootcamp back in 2013, block. It was a Rails shop. Um, sorry, it was a Rails bootcamp focus, but there was like, I went and worked for them later on, and there was a whole conversation of, we should switch to full stack JavaScript because like Rails is dead, blah blah blah, <laughs> and you did full stack JavaScript, but got a and Rails then got job. a
1: Rails job. Yeah, I think Rails is a little less common these days. Yeah. Of course, I ended up still in it, but yeah, I think for the boot camps, the JavaScript thing, it's easy because it's one language and it's full stack, right? Yeah. like Even at GitHub, we still have to use JavaScript to some extent.
0: Yeah, so I mean, but at the end of the day, I think if you learn the fundamentals, then you can hopefully be able to navigate yourself in your career, regardless of tech stack and language framework and et cetera. So, I mean, I I still recommend, I think you mentor at bootcamp still. And I always tell bootcamp students and grads, like, don't get too pigeonholed into, like, oh, only React this or React that. Because, like, you're only just putting a ceiling on your career. Yeah. Yes, you could do React eventually, but, like, take the job that will get you mentorship.
1: Yeah. And frameworks can go away at any time.
0: Yeah. it's very true. So I invited you here to, to chat about the project you built because you built a project. GitHub noticed you. And you ended up, fast forward, you got a job at GitHub. But, yeah. like, I want to fill in those gaps. So, like, what was the project you built and why did you build it?
1: Yeah. So... It kind of happened almost by accident, I guess. It started out as just an idea of something that I wanted personally. Because at the mental health startup I was working at, I was building a lot of readmes for our repos, and so I was like, I don't know exactly what I should put in this. So I looked up examples, and I'd be like, okay, like I'll take this section from this one, this section from this one. Um, and I was like, I wish there was an easier way to just put this together. Um, so one weekend, I just built that. Um, so basically, readme.so, it's uh, a readme editor where there's like section templates that you can click on the different sections you want to add and then edit it right there, drag them around to rearrange them. Um, and then you can export that and add it to your GitHub repo. So I built that and... I wasn't really building it to share it, but I posted it on Twitter that I had built it. Um, and I had no intention at the time of open sourcing it, actually. Um, but someone replied to me, and I forget what what feature they wanted, but they wanted a specific feature. And they told me, they were like, oh, is it open source? I can implement it for you. And I was like, is it open source? I was like, I guess I could make it public. Like,
0: Yeah, there was no... there's. Like you built it to solve a problem for work, yeah. But it wasn't like you were making it for specifically your job. It was more for you, right?
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: So, b- before we get to, like the person who contributed, like, did what was the, the the feedback for the people at work? Like, did anybody else use it or no, take notice?
1: Not really at work, actually. I mean, my my job was so small, and I was the only one writing READMEs at work. Okay. I think for the most part. So, no, I just it got a lot of attention on Twitter was the main thing.
0: That is amazing. Did you have a large Twitter following previously?
1: No, not at the time, I don't think. Did you use Twitter at all? Yeah, but I had just made, so that was last April, or not this last one, but the one before that. Um, Wait, you had, you had
0: a, a second Twitter?
1: I did, oh, yes. I had like a personal Twitter <laughs> since high school or something, and then I had just made a tech Twitter a few months before that.
0: Okay, excellent. And uh, is that Octo Catherine? No, no, Catherine Codes.
1: Catherine Codes. Yes. Okay. Excellent. Octo Catherine is just just GitHub right now. <laughs> it's very confusing. It's very on brand though. I wish I was someone who got the same username on every yeah. thing, but like my name was so common, Catherine Peterson. Now, now I changed my last name and it's less common. But yeah,
0: there's probably somebody if I Google Catherine Peterson. There's probably some news article on CNN.
1: Oh yeah, for sure. <laughs>
0: <laughs> excellent. Well. Luckily, BDougie is not as common, so find me on GitHub at BDougie. (laughs) But moving on to, so someone reached out and said, hey, I have a feature for you. What was that feature?
1: I do not remember. You do you remember? Yeah, there were so many little things that people were asking for, because when I first released it, it was even, it's still fairly simple, but it was just, like, click on these sections, and you create your readme. I don't think it had, like, the drag and drop. It had, like... just like a text area instead of a nicer editor. Um, It didn't have custom sections. Things like that. So there were a lot of feature requests and I didn't really know how to handle that. I had never done open source before. So until someone told me you could open source it, I was like...
0: Yeah, that's amazing too as well because the... um, So you you were like a couple years out of boot camp when you built this thing. Yes. Okay, so you're like learning how to do open source live in production Mm -hmm. as people are coming to you. And I think... Honestly, it's kind of a common common story where folks are like, hey, I built a thing for to solve a problem. Other people happen to be interested. Let's figure out how to do community around this. So you ended up figuring out how to like take that contribution by making it open sourced. Yep. Taking contribution. So now not only are you taking contribution, but you're also taking sponsorship yes. as well. So how's that going?
1: It's all right. Um not a ton of sponsorship, yeah. but some, yeah. I honestly feel like an imposter when I say that I'm like an open source maintainer because I have like a couple really small projects, but I see these other people like that you interview and stuff like that who have these crazy big projects and I work on GitHub sponsors now. So seeing those maintainers that we support, like they're way more into it than I am.
0: Yeah, I'm there, I would, I'd probably take a step back and say maybe they're way more into talking about it or way more <laughs> into like, you know, maybe they have like the circles that they hang out in. Like yeah. um, I could be going to a meetup tonight where a bunch of open source maintainers will be at. And uh, so it I think there's like there's sort of like a, it could be feel like an inner circle.
1: Because
0: mm-hmm. uh, like one, once one person learns how to do open source and make it successful, then other folks who follow that person will also follow in suit. So like we saw that with like Caleb on GetUp Sponsors yes. where he had the big article about the 100K a year just doing GetUp Sponsors. Um, that's also very similar to like what you're working on today, mm-hmm. day job. You're building a place where people can not only take funding for their work, but also make their work discoverable mm-hmm. as well. So, yeah, I, I, I don't know. Like, I, I think you don't know success until, like, after it's yeah. either passed. Yeah. And uh, it's hard to see it when you're, like, flying so close to the sun. But I will say that this project showed up a lot in my Twitter thread. <laughs> and uh, we I was also part of the conversation internally when we were promoting it and be we like – Let's retweet this thing. Like, this thing's yeah, awesome. Yeah,
1: that's crazy. I didn't find out until, like, months after joining who actually yeah. tweeted about it from GitHub.
0: Yeah, and that's the, uh, yeah, so the DevRel team, like, we would we pay attention, and uh, we, we like to find cool projects like this. And so can we take a spe- step back and say, like, the ReadMeSO, is this also built in Rails?
1: It's built in Next.js.
0: In Next.js? Okay, that's a good tool. Yeah. Yeah, so, and uh, was that what you were working on at your other job? Like, how did you pick up
1: that? Next.js, well, I knew React, which is pretty similar. I think just playing around with it on my own, honestly. Okay. Yeah.
0: Cool. I mean, this is—it's a really—it's a really useful tool because, like, I've definitely been in the place, like, with open source. We have, so we, disclosure—we didn't use readme.so, but we do have a README, uh, and like we have like very clear things we keep in every single open source project. But the thing is, like having a template like generator for READMEs, it's almost like. Maybe you already had this conversation with GitHub. Like, why is this not a feature in GitHub?
1: You know, I haven't directly had that conversation, but I've had people outside of GitHub ask me. I don't know who the right team is to talk about that. Maybe I should <laughs> suggest it.
0: Uh, you should talk to uh, Special Projects.
1: Yeah, there you yeah, go. Yeah, I
0: mean, so we have a team internally called Special Projects at GitHub. And GitHub, specifically, they work on like these sort of special, nuanced things that don't need a full-on roadmap. Uh, and I feel like this would be something that that team would pick up to say, okay, if we want to have, like, a generator for Readme's, here's how we would implement this. Yeah. I don't know if you're uh, – it sounds like you're not making a ton of money on Readme.so. There's no cloud-hosted version or anything like <laughs> no. that. Or I don't know if uh, AWS or Microsoft wants to purchase it for you, but yeah. uh, I think, like, $10 million is a good number. I think
1: so, too, yeah. yeah
0: so, yeah, if you are listening, <laughs> definitely reach out to <laughs> Um So, like, what's the – What's the current state of this project? Like, is it feature complete at this point, or is it still getting actively developed? Is
1: anything ever feature complete?
0: <laughs> that that is true. Um, I, I try to think of things. Probably everything that's dead, like that Microsoft Zoom is yes, feature complete. Fair
1: enough. Internet Explorer just died oh, it,
0: Internet Explorer feature complete. It <laughs> yep. did everything it needed to do.
1: Yes, it did. Hasn't been um. good since IE six. I know. (laughs) Um, Yeah, there's still some issues open, and I still get PRs for it. A lot of them are, like, translations. Like, there's a lot of different languages available Uh, on it. So I get a lot of those PRs. Um, But, yeah, there's nothing major that's top of mind for me that I'm, like, really wanting to get added at the moment.
0: Cool. I mean, it, it works. If it works, it's working. And I think, uh, so do you still take contributions or do people keep knocking on the door and saying, hey, I've got another cool thing for you?
1: Yeah, somewhat. It's still fairly active.
0: And do you, do you have like a community, a Discord maintainer, or is this still just you on GitHub issues?
1: Just the GitHub issues. And I think I have GitHub discussions open also.
0: Okay. Is that how is that being sustainable for you? Actually, I don't even know if there's a, um, say, I just taking a look at your... Uh, GitHub. So 16 issues, not too bad. Discussions. Some activity, one answer to questions. So yeah, I mean, honestly, this looks pretty sustainable. 2,000 stars. This gave you one more star. Oh, thank you. Excellent. So yeah, I mean, it sounds like it's pretty maintainable, but so I wanted to, to circle back because I keep circling around this idea of that you got this job from from GitHub. So can you talk, walk us through the story? You So you got attention on Twitter. Like, how did you get to the interview at GitHub?
1: Yeah, so GitHub tweeted about the project and I retweeted it It just like I think I just said like GitHub retweeted my project that's so cool or something like that and then Derek Pryor who was supposed to be my manager ended up not being but he DM'd me on Twitter and was like oh I saw your tweet uh, that you were excited about GitHub by the way we're hiring would you be interested in interviewing and I was like yeah definitely. <laughs> Super yeah, and excited. For,
0: for Rails lore, Derek is pretty. he was active at ThoughtBot and yeah. in Rails community and stuff like that. So to get noticed by Derek, that's pretty awesome.
1: Yeah. I'm not even sure if he knew that I had Rails experience. I think we hire people without Rails experience. We do, yeah. yeah.
0: Actually, how was your interview? Because like when I interviewed, I could choose whatever language I want. So my first test was actually JavaScript. But then my second time, it was Ruby. Because I'm like, why did I do JavaScript the first time? Ruby is just so elegant.
1: Yeah. Mine was totally different than what the process is now, but it's it was not a coding exercise. Oh really? Yeah. It was just like a kind of like an architecture proposal. Okay. It was like, say we wanted to implement this feature on GitHub.com. Like how would you propose we go about this? How would you model the data? All that oh, stuff. Wow. And I just wrote up like a document, basically. Nice. Yeah.
0: Oh, wow, that's amazing. Yeah, I had a coding exercise. Mine was pretty trivial. I was actually, well, sorry, I don't want to say it's trivial because it could be challenging for other folks as well. Uh, it was challenging. So I actually didn't get my job the first time when I interviewed. I got the job the second time. So the first time I failed using JavaScript, but it was to take the GitHub uh, fetched GitHub data, so git clone, and then you do git log, and then you centralize the data. You basically save the data and you, like, Manipulate it into something that they asked for. Yeah. And uh, I don't know if you, you didn't have that interview, no. I, it sounds like. Okay. Well, it was pretty straightforward the second time I did it.
1: <laughs> that was for DevRel? Uh,
0: yeah. No, well, actually, yeah, it was for DevRel. We had a technical – we don't have technical exercises anymore for DevRel. That's it. Uh, but we did when I joined. And I was, that was mainly because I was the first DevRel hire. Mm.
1: It's funny that you had to code and I didn't when I yeah. code every day. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and
0: I don't. I, I do fart apps and stuff like that. Yeah. <laughs> Not literally, but I do like Beyonce apps. That's yeah. that's what yes. my day job is. Same thing. Yeah. Yeah. So um, so Derek reached out. You did the interview, yep. and then you got the job.
1: Pretty much.
0: Wow, that's amazing! Yeah. All through open source.
1: Yeah, and at the time too, I had a. Other companies reaching out, actually. But GitHub oh, nice. was like far and away my top choice, but after...
0: Are you able to name drop? I mean, it's it's in the past.
1: Uh, Square I was interviewing with. One of them was called readme.com. Oh. They're like a San Francisco-based, I think.
0: Is that the documentation Yeah, startup? documentation oh, I know, site. I actually interviewed them on my, my other podcast. Oh, really? Jamstack they Radio. seemed like
1: a really cool company, actually. Um, yeah, he's,
0: he's an awesome guy. He's very yeah. uh, involved in the, the write-speak code and all the other documentation industry stuff
1: yeah for sure but yeah various i don't remember all the other ones those were the two that i actually like interviewed with in addition to github but yeah it was it was a crazy time
0: so like would the recommendation be build an open source and then tweet it
1: i mean i think so like maybe not so prescribed like that but generally just like sharing in public everything that you're working on even if it's not building things but just learning things like putting yourself out there in that way, like people aren't going to see what you're working on if you don't put it out there.
0: Yeah, that's true. And it's it's a thing of like um, doing DevRel at GitHub for four and a half years at this point. Like folks ask like, how do I get my project famous? Or how do I get popular on GitHub? Yeah, And like there are prescribed ways you can do it to go to like source stars. Like obviously show up on Hacker News is a good way. Yeah. Or tweet it is a good way. Or show up on Reddit. Yeah, with your project. Like, those are all great ways. But I think where it comes down to, if you have a project that, ironically, has a good readme or has good structure, <laughs> yeah. then you're pretty much golden. And I don't know if a lot of people realize realized that. Like, if the project is good code, that's one thing. Like, people can use it. But if anybody can walk in there and have, like, everything spelled out for you. Yeah. So it was almost like you were feeding the beast which was to get you your job by yeah. building a product to... It's, it's, I don't know how to ex- explain this. Like, you know, the San Francisco gold rush, everybody sold blue jeans. Wait, are you from the Bay Area ri- originally? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if you learned this in school. You probably learned this in school. But like the blue jeans are, you sell picks and axes, you don't sell gold. Like, you sell the dream of getting gold. Right. So, like, building your README is like the tool of like being a good project on GitHub. Yeah. And like, you built that.
1: Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Also, I think a good like tip for people might be if there's a specific company you want to work for, like build stuff that shows that you're interested in the thing that they do. Like I kind of showed like I care about like developers, making developer experience better, which is like GitHub's main mission.
0: Yeah, that is true. And I don't know, like you, I I know you probably didn't craft this out to say, I want to get a job at GitHub, so I'm going to build this this readme.so thing. Or readme.so, I guess. you. First time I heard it out loud. Um,
1: <laughs> I, I've heard it both ways.
0: Okay. So readme.so, um, which honestly, I think that's a great name too as well. I didn't know .so was even a thing.
1: I, don't, I know it from Notion. I think they're the main one. Oh,
0: Notion.so is a thing?
1: Yeah. Oh,
0: interesting. Well...
1: <laughs> there it is. I might
0: actually. i I'm going to grab opensauce.so and go. a bunch of others uh, really quickly before this goes live. The
1: dot pizza is so good, though.
0: Yeah, it, it is good. Um, there's like, there's a lot of concerns around how lo- the longevity of the pizza, but...
1: Yeah, how's SEO? Is it bad on dot pizza? Uh,
0: it's actually pretty good for me because open sauce is also intentionally... Awa- it's got the D at the end. Yes. So it's intentionally spelled in a way that's going to be discoverable. Right. Um, and I did that on purpose because... Sauce Labs already has open source, oh, and sorry. I didn't want to have that distinction. They're kind of not in a similar space because they're like more CI/CD like automation platform. Gotcha. And actually, I think I got that right. I don't know. You can correct me in the comments. Um, <laughs> so I got open sourced, but it was like more of a joke in 2016. Mm. So funny enough, my last job at Netlify was like literally across the hall oh, really? in this building. And, um, I was doing DevRel. What you do is you build a lot of projects like readme.so, So like you build a lot of side projects to like show off the thing you're, you're sort of sharing with, with, um, developers. So open source was my thing. It was like the dashboard to find, it's a maintain, actually it was a CRM tool for open source. That's what wow. I, I pitched it as. So I'd find a project, I'd track all the issues and stuff like that, find issues for me to work on. And, um. Two years ago, someone reached out and was like, Hey, this is a cool thing. Could you like add login? And then I can, so I can use this too. And it's like, Oh, I didn't think anybody cared. So what I'm getting at is like, I got the pizza as a joke. Yeah. Like, open sauced opensauce.com, opensauce.whatever. It
1: creates a perfect like brand image. Yes. It's pretty sticky. Yeah.
0: Uh, Or saucy. (laughs) Uh, But going back to what we were just talking about, like, you build, building tools for, things that the companies like solve their problems that piques their interest. Uh, I a hundred percent believe in that. And I think that's like a missed opportunity for folks who like I'm mentoring bootcamp students now, uh, not officially, but more of like people who show up in my DMS like, Oh yeah, let's well, look like at what you made. And if you have a bunch of, they might be next JS apps that are awesome, but if they're just like templates, like how can you take that in a way that's actually useful? Yeah. Cause like if I give, if you're going to, if, I'm your engineering manager and you're my engineer and I have to give you a feature. I need you to see that through like production. And like, if you can't build that story for me from the GitHub issue or the Jira board ticket or whatever, then I don't know if this is going to be a good relationship at the company. So you have to kind of show your, your effort and your, your experience.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I'm teaching now at the boot camp that I went to and I kind of been telling my students also like, this project that I built that GitHub noticed, it's something that they could easily build with the skills that they're learning right now. Um, like, it's nothing technically complicated. It, like, honestly, some of the projects we have them do, like build an e-commerce site or whatever, yeah. is more complicated. Um, it is. But it's just about actually building something that there's a need for.
0: Yeah, a need, but also, like, you scope the problem in a way that is shippable. Yeah. And I think a lot of times where when I was doing a boot camp, I think everybody wanted to build Facebook for some reason, yeah, uh, or rebuild something that already existed. But like Facebook, even didn't start that way. Mm-hmm. Like it started with like you post on a wall or a message board. Yep. And um, so if you could like scope the problem down to something that can grow into something bigger, yeah. And that's what I, I back when I was full time engineering and I like worked at Netlify and previous companies, like we always had to scope it to like okay, what can we ship in two weeks. Yeah. And I think a lot of times folks can just have like a broader vision of like, I'm just going to build this thing forever. Yeah. And never ship anything or never show anything. And like with open source, I constantly was always talking and sharing about it. Even though I had no vision of like what this was going to be or where this was going to go. I eventually developed it through talking to people and getting feedback. But the simple CRM tool was like what I shipped first. And like, it was awful. Yeah. Um, but it had a list of repos. I could click into see details about issues and, it it solved my problem.
1: Right. Yeah. I think I might've told you this on the Twitter space, but for ReadMe, I like aggressively scoped it to one weekend. I was, I had a three day weekend and I was like, I want to build something that I can start like finish and ship all in one weekend. And I remember my now husband, we like kind of talked through it and there were, I had like bigger dreams for it, like different templates for like this is a, like, node app or whatever, like, specific templates for specific things. And I was like, I'm not going to be able to do that in this weekend. So I, like, aggressively scoped it down to just, like, sections, just very generic, um, and got it out in two days. So.
0: Oh, wow. So th- that weekend you ended up shipping yeah. what we're looking at, like, yeah. mostly what we're looking mostly, at? Mostly, yeah. That's amazing. And that's. I think that's a lot. It's a skill to be able to say, okay... I'm going to scope this into a, a, a way that I can ship it in a couple of weeks or whatever. Um, but in, in a weekend, like, that's extremely bold. But it also gave you enough to, like, say, okay, there's a story here now. Like, there's a, a use case. And it becomes useful for you eventually uh, as you figure it out in your your day job.
1: Yeah. And I think a lot of people have, like, half-built side projects that never see the light of day. And uh, that's not doing anyone any good, right? Yeah.
0: Yeah. I, I've been talking about this this idea and. Okay, I won't talk about the full details, but it's called Dinner People, and it's an app to basically coordinate dinners remotely. Uh, it was like during the pandemic, like I, we, me and my friend group, a uh, couple group, like we would like create meals or like, like we did like cake decorating and stuff like that. So I'm like, oh, we should make this an app. I never shipped it. <laughs> uh, I shipped the prototype. I designed it because I was like learning design on my own during yeah. the pandemic. It was like, oh, let me just finally learn Figma. And so I did that, uh, but that's as far as I got.
1: Yeah, I'm I'm guilty of it too. I have a lot <laughs> of <laughs> unfinished projects. But yeah,
0: but this is encouraging though for anybody listening to like ship the thing that you the idea you had and like create a cadence of like shipping stuff consistently. Because if you're looking for a job, like right now, we're sitting in a climate right now uh, where like there's a recession happening. I would mentioned I started my career in a recession. If you're graduating a boot camp, I'm pre- I'm pretty sure you're going to have. It might not be as easy as, like, I also had an easy time getting my first job. Yeah. But I don't think it's guaranteed for anybody who's graduating today. But if you can turn stuff around and show that you you you're, can differentiate yourself from other folks. Yeah. Like, just shut up and ship, I guess. I don't know. I don't know what the tagline is. But yeah. maybe that's good enough.
1: Yeah. And even, like, one small weekend project can be the differentiator between you and someone who only has those template projects, right?
0: Yeah. Because, like, the, the story and, like, the... the Getting attention on Twitter, it helps to then get your folks reaching out to you to, to apply for the job. So, like, has any of that skill – well, I guess we already touched on it, but, like, um, we, we talked about special project up. You know, like, you definitely should talk to, like, Helen or uh, yeah. talk to folks on that team. Um, if you're willing to. Like, I don't know if you want to gift the knowledge of this, but I think it would be useful. Uh, but if not, you could probably do, like – I see a download button. Like, if you want to make a little bit of money – Like, make that download button a paid service.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I, like, I think I'd rather go the, like, GitHub sponsors route. Like, I've made some money off of that. And that's kind of what I've done for, like, small projects I've released since then. I've actually made more money from, I built, like, a Wordle clone.
0: Oh, nice. I don't know if
1: you've seen that. But I've, I've made more money on that than I did on ReadMe. Oh, really? Ironically. And I think that repo gets a lot more issues and like PRs what was long. it was
0: it just 100% clone or was it um, did you have like a gimmick to it
1: uh no gimmick other than just unlimited play instead of <sighs> once a day and then like the design is totally different okay. but again I was building that not for me actually for my brother
0: <laughs> yeah I think I saw you tweet about this yeah, yeah. okay then what's how is money made through the, is it through ads
1: No, I just have a Buy Me a Coffee button on there.
0: Oh, really? That's been
1: used quite a bit and like a little bit of GitHub sponsors, yeah.
0: Okay, are you able to disclose like numbers of how much you're making from that and this?
1: I guess sometimes it's hard to tell where it comes from because I have that button on this also. And same thing with GitHub sponsors, but...
0: So out of all open source projects that have those buttons, like...
1: It's like been like 5,000 total. Really? Yeah, and then... But I know that most of it's from... Uh, the Wordle clone because people like write a little note and they're like, "Oh, I love playing the game." Nice. Yeah.
0: That's amazing. And that was Wordle also a weekend project.
1: Um. Yeah.
0: Or the Wordle clone rather. It was.
1: Yeah. Um. I, yeah. It was again like two days, I think.
0: Wow. Yeah. So I. Uh, I think I need to start <laughs> putting more buttons on my uh, my projects. I, I so completely side tangent. I'm actually going to be doing this pretty soon, but I have this project called Social Carding. And the idea is, essentially, if I grab a site and I want to test a social card, this is like, this was my weekend project. I have a social card. And the biggest feature that I always wanted was to download that social card.
1: Gotcha. Because I use the one that Twitter has. Yes. Everyone knows that. Yeah.
0: So I'm like, oh, I should make this. And uh, what I'm going to do is I'm going to add a little button, sponsor me on GitHub. Yeah. And then I'll be rich. Yeah, well, I mean, I mean, rich, five thousand dollars is not a lot. I mean, it's, it's not, enough. It's, it's enough to be happy for my weekend.
1: It's for like four days of coding. I'm very yes. happy with it. It's not going to sustain me.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, it sounds like you have a lot of issues too, as well, coming through.
1: That's true. Yeah. It's good though. It gives me a lot of empathy for maintainers, which helps me at work build sponsors for them. So, I feel like I've had just enough taste of open source to be able to like build stuff for open source maintainers.
0: Yeah. I mean, it, it's it's a it's a very keen skill and it's also super useful for I mean, this entire show, podcast, has been with open source projects, maintainers and yeah. companies. So like folks who are highly looking out for folks who don't mind interacting with random drive-by contributions or how do you keep people interested and sustain that those contributions? Um, sounds like you you're still in the beginning of your trajectory of open source world. Like you've got a couple good wins i guess yeah. like not a lot of people get 2000 stars on any project like honestly open source is only 200 no sorry 700 so it sounds like i got everybody <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's a competition now yeah yeah
0: this episode is sponsored uh, by stars on github so if you could star this repo that'd be great
1: just go star readme.so also
0: yes star that as well so we can get your numbers up <laughs> um, but yeah that's that's awesome what you're working on at GitHub? GitHub sponsors. Are you able to talk about more about like what the future of GitHub sponsors is? And like, I don't, obviously don't share anything that's not on the public roadmap. But yeah,
1: yeah, uh, yeah. What is public right now? I think one big thing we're focusing on is our sponsors for companies program. So making it easier for companies, uh, making it easier for them to pay, and then uh, making it easier for them to discover people to sponsor is a big one because as much as we can get company sponsoring rather than users, the better. Um, and we actually did a thing recently where internally we kind of split our team into two focus areas. Okay. Um, and it's based on our like customer personas of maintainer versus funder. Um, and I'm actually leading the maintainer side. So I'm like really passionate about open source maintainers getting them paid. So I'm now focusing on solely the features that have to do with them. So like like we recently launched sponsors-only repos, which allows them to be like, if you sponsor me at this tier, I'll give you access to this repo, and yeah. it does it automatically, that sort of thing. So I'm excited. We have more features coming up that will allow maintainers to do more stuff with their sponsors profile. Okay. Um, I can't say specifically, but...
0: Yeah, I mean, I'll definitely... I- I know that you could watch a GitHub changelog, which is github.com slash changelog. Or sorry, github.com slash blog, github.blog slash changelog. I know this because I'm still a GitHub employee. Yeah. (laughs) But what I'm getting at is, um, I'll definitely pay pay attention to that. Also, I love the sponsors only features. Uh, I have a sponsor only feature for my Discord. So if you do sponsor on GitHub, you can actually get special access to a Discord. Yeah. Uh, So open source is on GitHub sponsors as well. And uh, it's extremely useful for, like, folks who want to be sort of not part of the inner circle. Not everybody wants that part of sponsorships, but some people do. Like, they want to know what's happening, want to see, like, a roadmap, want to, like, triage issues and stuff like that. So it's definitely worth taking a look at.
1: Yeah, that's a really cool thing we see a lot of people doing. We've, we've talked about doing, like, a Discord integration, so that's, that's a possibility. But I think features like that are cool.
0: Okay, well, I'll look forward to it. And uh, for folks who want to get in touch with you uh, or get in touch with sponsors – I know the answer, but did you want to share the feedback repo?
1: What is, is it? <laughs> I don't know the, I, I I don't the, know the URL, but yeah, there yeah, is it. one.
0: It, it's it, GitHub. So GitHub.com slash feedback. Sorry, GitHub slash feedback. There's a discussion. Right,
1: there's the discussions and There's a sponsors one. Is that yes. it? Yes. Okay.
0: Yeah. I, I, probably I should know that.
1: It. I've seen it before. I just don't know how to get there, apparently.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, it's it, DevRel is our job to point people places. So... Yeah, appreciate you making the drive up. I uh, hope you enjoy your, your mentorship tonight. Thank you for having me. Excellent. Stay saucy, everyone. The Secret Sauce of the podcast produced in-house by OpenSauce, the open source intelligence platform providing insights by The Slice. If you're in San Francisco and interested in being a guest on the show, find us on Twitter at SaucedOpen. And don't forget to check out OpenSauce at opensauce.pizza.